few years ago, I went with my friends to an escape room. And if you're familiar with an escape room, basically it's this activity that you can do. You get locked up in a room and there's like clues. It's like a, it's like a puzzle that you have to solve in order to get out of the room. And so the escape room that I participated in was, uh, was dark. All the lights were off. And like just barely, barely, barely the faintest of light um, was, I guess, somewhere where you could just see just the, the barely just anything. And it took a while for your eyes to adjust. And finally, once your eyes adjusted, you know, we could start looking for clues. And one of the things we found was a flashlight, which still was extremely dull. You might as well not even call it a flashlight, but we had it. And, um, and we, we spent, you know, almost an hour in this dark room. And I'm proud to say that we escaped from the room. We solved the puzzle. Um, and it was exciting. You know, we, we almost didn't, but in the nick of time, we were able to get out and... Um, and I remember whenever we left the room and we entered the hallway, the bright fluorescent lights of the hallway were just too much. I mean, my eyes like just couldn't take it because my eyes had adjusted to just basically no light for so long that it was just so bright. It took me a moment to kind of readjust and allow uh, my eyes to focus again. Similarly, uh, there was a time... A few years ago, I was driving on the interstate at night. It must have been pretty late at night. And I'm, I'm coming upon some construction. And you know how they like to do construction on the interstate at night when there's not a lot of traffic. And so um, as I'm getting closer and closer, I see there's like this huge spotlight that's, uh, being sh- that, that's shining upon the road. And it's, you know, allowing the workers to be able to see. Well, I made the mistake of looking like directly into the spotlight. And as I did that, like, I just had like a moment of temporary blindness. Like it was just so, so bright, especially having uh, driven in the middle of the night, you know, with great darkness. And and it just was so overwhelming. And I, I almost couldn't see for a little while. And I just had to make sure I stayed in my lane um, as I'm continuing to drive. But perhaps you can relate in your life, whenever our eyes get adjusted to darkness, and then we encounter light, it kind of overwhelms us and, and sometimes gives us a temporary experience of blindness. It's hard to see when it's dark. And light sometimes can even cause darkness because of its suddenness and its power. Today is Divine Mercy Sunday. Perhaps, arguably, one of the most important feast days of the liturgical year. Because the message of mercy is so pertinent at all times, but especially today. If you have ever felt dark, if you have ever experienced darkness in your life, then this message is for you. We know that God's mercy is nothing new. In fact, a lot of times the Old Testament gets a lot of slack, that the Old Testament's an angry God and the New Testament's a happy God. But it's simply just not true if you actually read the Bible. The Old Testament is filled with God's mercy. Over and over again, God extends his mercy upon his people. He sets the Israelites free from Egypt. 
He is patient with them in the desert as they continue to grumble and complain. He leads them to the promised land. And even after they continue to sin while in the promised land, God continues to give second chances and to call them back to his mercy. And we even see in the psalm today, which is in the Old Testament, this stanza that's repeated over and over again in the psalm, for his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Another translation, his steadfast love endures forever. And so we see that it's, it's a theme in the Old Testament that God has mercy. God is a merciful God. But when God becomes man in the New Testament, mercy takes on a human face. In Jesus Christ, now we see a face to mercy. And upon that cross, when he was dying... He experienced great darkness. And his mother, as she is at the bottom of this cross, gazing upon her son, is also experiencing a terrible darkness. His best friend, John, the beloved disciple, experiencing darkness in this moment as God is dying on a cross. And the soldier pierces him with the lance and outpours blood and water. This outpouring is this tangible and physical outpouring of divine life upon the world. This blood and water is an expression of God's mercy in the midst of darkness. We see in today's gospel that Jesus continues to make appearances to his disciples. This is the second time he appears to his disciples, and and this time that he appears... Thomas is not there. He misses out. You can imagine how frustrated he was to not have been there. And as the disciples tell him, hey, we saw the Lord. He's risen. Thomas has doubts. He experiences the darkness of doubt. He says, unless I put my hands into the nail marks upon his hands, unless I put my hand into his side and actually see for myself the wounds of Christ, then I won't believe. Thomas experienced darkness, and God, in his mercy, seeks Thomas out. He goes out of his way to come again for Thomas, to allow Thomas to see the nail marks, the wound from his side, the same wound that outpoured the blood and water from the cross. He has mercy upon Thomas. He brings light to his darkness. Many years later, the world seems totally dark. Fighting in world wars, philosophies are destroying Christianity all throughout the world. People are hating each other. The family's falling apart. People are losing their faith left and right. It's the 19th and 20th century. And Jesus appears to a little Polish nun named St. Faustina with a message of mercy. And this message of mercy says that in a world that's so dark, at a time with such great darkness, now is the time more than ever for mercy. Now is the time for people to know that God is a merciful God, that the same God of the Old Testament and New Testament, the same God who set his people free from Egypt, the same God who 
would go out to find the lost sheep and rejoice even over just one sinner, that same God has a message of mercy for us today. That no matter how far away you may seem, you are not too far from the Lord. That no matter what darkness you're experiencing in your life, God's mercy can shine light upon it. And this message of mercy becomes essential to our world and our lives today. I want you to consider today, what is your experience of darkness? Because we all have different stories. And we all experience darkness in different ways and to different degrees. For some, they are so heavy burdened by the weight of this world. When they turn on the news, they just get so frustrated. When they scroll their social media, they get so discouraged. They, they talk to their children and their grandchildren, and they just don't understand how things have gotten so bad so quick. And they are just overcome by the darkness of this world. It just seems too evil. There just seems to not be any more hope. For others, they experience the darkness of doubt. Life seems to be pretty good. They go through the motions. They go to mass. They're a good person. They don't hurt nobody. But every now and then, they're just not so sure. Just not so sure if God is really there or if he is that he really cares. Just not so sure about their purpose in life. It just seems to be a little blah, a little uncertain, a little dark. Others are experiencing the darkness of shame. They've tried to pursue holiness and they feel like it's not for them. They hear people say, oh, God wants saints. He wants all of us to be saints, but they just don't think they have what it takes. They're so discouraged by the weight of their own sin, they can't seem to shake an attachment to a certain sin. Perhaps there's an addiction. Perhaps there's a bad habit. Perhaps they keep going to confession and committing the same, uh, confessing the same thing over and over again. These people are discouraged. They're ashamed, they're embarrassed, and they feel unworthy. Or on the flip side, others really sincerely do not believe they're sinful. They just simply don't see it. And that's the greatest darkness of all, this spiritual blindness. Because those people that life seems pretty good, and they really just don't have that much sin. The, God, the good news of the gospel is not even good anymore because they have found the world to be good enough for them. The message of God's mercy doesn't apply to them because they don't need it. Jesus, eh, so what? They frankly don't need him. They could do without. This spiritual darkness, spiritual blindness to their own sinfulness is something that they need to be set free of. So what is your darkness? It might be one, all of the above, or it may be something I didn't even mention. But we all experience darkness in some way or another. And the light that our heart so longs for, the light that will shatter the darkness in our lives, is none other than God's mercy. We need it more than ever. We need it more than anything else. And God wants us to know that mercy is his greatest attribute of all. 
It's his most important attribute. It's the thing he desires to give more than anything else. Mercy. And so whenever he invited St. Faustina to commission an image of, of himself with these two rays, red and pale or white or blue, depending on what image you're looking at, these two rays signify the blood and water which outpoured from the cross. The blood of Jesus Christ, which we receive in the Eucharist, the water which was sanctified for us to be baptized, to be buried and risen with Christ, to be a new creation. This blood and water is God's mercy outpoured upon us, and we see it upon this image. At the bottom of this image, he told St. Faustina to write these words, Jesus, I trust in you. Because in a world that's so scattered, information overload has way too much to do and not enough time, we need to keep it simple. And if you don't feel like you know how to pray anymore, you've lost all grasp upon your spirituality, you don't even know what to say any longer, if you pray this one simple prayer and nothing else, this, this will take you to heaven. Jesus, I trust in you. There's really no other prayer that needs to be said. This is the prayer that Mary would have said her entire life. This is the prayer that all the saints, whether they said it directly or indirectly by the way they live their lives, this is entrusting ourselves to the mercy of Jesus. Jesus, I trust in you. And so when all seems lost, when all seems dark, Jesus, I trust in you. When you lose all hope, all faith, all encouragement, Jesus, I trust in you. When you're stressed out, anxious, afraid, and worried, Jesus, I trust in you. When you feel like you don't have what it takes to be a saint, a great saint, Jesus, I trust in you. When you're just not sure if God's really there, you're not really sold if Jesus really is in the Eucharist, Jesus, I trust in you. When the world has fallen apart around you, in your own life and on the news, Jesus, I trust in you. No matter what darkness you are experiencing, the message of mercy is the light that shatters our darkness. Now is the time for mercy. And now is the time for us to pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. Amen.